Hello, and welcome to Dicebox, a tabletop role-playing podcast where we focus on playing full campaigns in less well-known systems. This week, in episode 41, might the fight be taken to the gods themselves? Hello and welcome. I'm Adam, your friendly neighborhood game master, and joining me are... Hello, I'm Drew, and I'll be playing Leorian Cathar, V-Count of Tempo, and uh, aspiring drummer. I think it's going pretty good, actually. Hello, I'm Robin, and I won't be playing The Fury of a Woman Scorned, but something far less grounded in heteronormativity and cisnormativity, but no less hellish. <laughs> I'm Dez. And I will be playing Romnet, the Duke of Murder. <laughs> Most excellent. Uh, before we get started, do we have any character stat growth? And uh, we need our roll from Romnet. Uh, do, 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 do. That is a pair of fours. A pair of fours. Okay. Uh, you get uh, one bonus mortal experience uh, with some spots of rust on it, but really they just give it character. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun little microfiction assignment I've given myself every session. <laughs> See, I, I thought initially it was only when I got exceptional successes or more than one set. That was how I started but... off, but now I realize that I can expand the breadth of the project by having it reflect how successful your success was a decent role can be a crappy old car that you nonetheless love deeply you know an excellent analogy um so yeah i would i will be assuming then that we don't have any other um stat growth none stuff. for me yeah. this time next time mm. next i think next time next for me time. as well yeah next time <laughs> Call me Gadget, because, yeah, next time. Be, uh... I was going to go, next time, Rumnet, next time. <laughs> no idea how well that will hold up in the recording. You may or may not have heard Thanks, it, boss. <laughs> I'm going to guess impeccable. I'm going to guess you just launched a, a side gig. A thousand ships. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to hire me for my extremely limited voice talents. Uh, let me know. It, it, it's at least five millihelens. <laughs> In any case, uh, if we are uh, not having any uh, character stat growth, then it is time for our recap of last session featuring Romnet. We arrived in an inn's common room in Theret, in which we found Imbi and Philia. Introductions were made. Imbi offered vague, grim news about Apatia, while Philia was equal parts hostile and decreasingly smug as her sense of superiority evaporated. Eventually, Brother Umber came up as a potential source of common cause, uh, and Philia was made at least slightly more tractable and probably a little bit intimidated by our plan to murder the throne with the associated risk of 
destroying everything which, well, she'd rather live even in her present state. Ah. But Brother Umber had been... had set him out, himself up as a force in the city, preaching, among other heresies, that darkness is the full ambit of the Obsidian God's portfolio, and the only god. Outside, the sky got lower as there was an attack on the Obsidian God that cost his nobilis some of our power. And despite that, we were brought to Brother Umber's street ministry. A drum was used to set him to slow motion relative to the normal tempo of reality, and Mavia displayed herself in her aspect as darkness, while I offered a small speech that helped undo Brother Umber's reputation in a murder by words. Afterward, Leorian had to repay the borrowed time to spool it back out of the drum, and he did so with an excitable young accomplice who then dashed off to hopefully tell a boy how he felt. Thereafter, Philia offered to join us in our insanity, as she put it, uh, if we were to get her her life back. Imbi, on the other hand, had sunk into despair due to the alliance between Nyx and Dagun, at least partly relying on Dagun's imprisonment and punishment of Apatia. Most excellent. And that is pretty much where we pick up here uh, with uh, Lissa's resolution right there in the streets of Theret, uh, to aid Apatia, even if it means opposing an Imperator directly. Uh, so we rejoin our nobilis with uh, Imbi and Philia a little ways ahead of our three-player characters in heading back to the inn that they were staying in, um, seemingly uh, simply out of having run out of things to do out here. Um, on the tail of this conversation uh, between uh, Lissa and Imbi about Apatia. Um, and there I turn it over to you, dear players. Well, our ultimate goal becomes ever clearer, it seems to me, but our immediate goal remains less certain, it seems. Well, I think... Our immediate goal is certain. It's just a matter of figuring out how we go about irking the ocean. <laughs> Especially in an alliance with Nyx, uh, I think I probably, um, you know, left it out of my, my overall uh, rundown before we started recording. But um, one of the things that Philia warned you about is that uh, Nyx has, after restoring the sort of holy sites of the ancestor animal spirits and Diamacor, uh has the cooperation of those ancestor spirits now mm -hmm. um, you know so 
if you oppose Nyx, you may be tangling with those. And then also the the deep is a it's a whole other thing. The deep is indeed a whole thing. <laughs> I'm inexperienced in vexing uh, this particular abstract concept. Uh, let's see. What does the ocean rely upon? The moon, I suppose. I could change its phases. I sort of waggle the drum, uh, but I assume it would be a bit more effort and therefore cost me quite a bit more than. Uh, dealing with our friend over there so perhaps that's not our it first would, that move. would also be an attack on sirtha which might be warranted <laughs> there's Seems warranted like and then i suppose there's wise <laughs> perhaps i'm not thinking with the clearest head right now but it seems like the goal part should be to disrupt the alliance between the deep and Nicks through one way or the other. We have more, if you pardon the term, god power between us than they do, so it's just a matter of uh, applying it to the right pressure point. Indeed, I'm thinking of what links the deep with the heavens but that's not the question it's what deep what what links the deep to the dark or not the dark excuse me uh no offense intended more the night which is not the same as the yeah okay i'm the new guy so you you go ahead <laughs> and as as a brief sort of out of character reminder the the known parts of nix's portfolio uh i guess primarily to lissa but you know probably also then uh, readily available to to romnet I mean, sensation and silence. Mm -hmm. Sensation, silence, and night. Mm -hmm. Seems likely that there's also something in there about maybe some kind of craftsmanship, just based on the culture there, but it's not for sure. They were very, they were very crafty folk, yeah. I pull the drawing out. I don't fully unfold it again, but I just kind of mm -hmm. hold it in front of myself and study it for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, just re reflecting on the image within. Mm -hmm. now, this is the one from the end of last session. Yes. The one that says that uh, Nyx will be the only god or blah, 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 something. Right, wrong. right. Uh, and the illustration is a well, uh, yeah. hollowed and bleeding eyes. Yeah, which is why I'm not opening it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just reminding our listeners. Uh, we simply don't need that energy right now. Right now. <laughs> no, that is the opposite of the energy we need right now. <laughs> um, if Nyx is so dead set on being the only god, we could attempt to show her the consequence and cost of what that would result in. An interesting thought. I'm not sure if I could miraculously recreate the experience of the over-God's previous despair and sacrifice. Well, your fury. Hmm. And sacrifice between us we can certainly 
create, I suspect, the sensation. And I imagine that may at least temporarily require a patia, but it would come at great risk to us. Well, at a minimum it would get Mother Nix's attention. Perhaps we should start it with a prayer. A, 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 a prayer? To Nix, of course. Wait until we have our attention, and then give her exactly what she wants. How it would feel to be alone. And tempo could make it seem eternal. Well, it, it could at that. I don't know that I've ever played with the perception of time of a god. I'm not really sure how gods perceive time. Except, of course, for Dosk, who perceives time, uh, well, all sorts of ways. He'll go on about it if you let him. This plan... I know. I, I know you know. This plan is as good as any, and better than any I could come up with, so... I suppose we... Fine. The problem is mostly a matter of Octoritas. If I... If my miracles with a, another god are any indication, I don't think it would be a concern of penetration on Nyx's end. It would just be drops and I'm not going to use that metaphor, come to think of it. Grains of sand in a desert. Alyssa, <laughs> you also have the experience of having communicated directly with Nyx before, and you know that sensation is the primary sort of vector by which Nyx communicates mm -hmm. with with others, hence Apatia being her prophet initially. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, it'll be most and, unpleasant for us, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. Uh, but also, uh, the way Philia made it sound when talking to you about the arrangement that the Deep had come to with Nyx is, is that the imprisonment and punishment of Apatia was one of the terms of their alliance, right? Like, it's something that Dagum, the Deep, brought to the table. Was responsible yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Um, so simply rescuing Apatia may undermine the alliance. You know, simply. Nyx could easily claim that there were interlopers that are the problem and use that as an impetus to further launch attacks on us. Yes, but if the imprisonment is Dagun's responsibility then it would be Dagon's failure. So we have two options. Further, it, it would give us the, the an opportunity to uh, fuck with the deep. <laughs> that well, is a if... delightful prospect, if I may say so myself. And just in terms of like 
you know, uh, ambient insight, you know, uh, from, from thinking about it, discussing this with your experience, like Apatia as an interpreter when you're communicating with Nyx would be pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. In addition to just, you know, her, she's a friend and <laughs> is, is in a bad way currently. Which is probably the main thing that Lissa's thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Lissa having had the most experience with all of this and having had the extremely unpleasant experience of communicating with Nix before, probably, you know, uh, thinking at least adjacent to these lines. So, how do we jailbreak Apatia? She could be anywhere in the ocean. Um, like we need a miracle <laughs> <laughs> almost like that <laughs> almost it's a good thing we have those on tap <laughs> well and, and uh, so just to sort of uh, you know kind of recap for our listeners a little bit um, this sort of uh labor organizing that our player characters are doing so far has gotten Toheel to sign up with Ventis uh, has involved, you know, Mott's Nobilis, Dosk, and Dosk's Nobilis Leorian. Um, And Rhymalus was on record as saying that he would list up if the coalition reached a level of strength where they could challenge an Imperator directly. Philia last time, as mentioned, uh, said that uh, her condition was essentially getting her life back. Um, MB seems relatively amenable, but uh, rather despondent. So, to start with, I think task numero uno should be to locate a patient. So I'm going to do a major divination. Okay. Um... Which should be free for me. I'm trying to remember if it'd be... I want to hold off on adding points of penetration necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I have a hunch that Apatia may be angry. Mm. Or experiencing despair. Mm-hmm. And yeah, major divination with no penetration on it will be uh, free for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only when you need to add penetration to it that that it will yeah. get. I don't really have that. I want to scrimp on my um, <laughs> miracle points here because they're uh, rapidly Certainly. becoming a bit more of a precious resource for me. Right, right. And we're so, going to need them, but we don't need to. Fi- we don't need to get inside the prison. We just need to know where its walls are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And my hope is that knowing our domains and mm-hmm. what we're capable of will uh, work. Will help a patient work to our favor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a greater divination into the ocean, see if I can find a source of fury, knowing that a dagoom seems to be a wellspring of it, but look for like a slightly less bright version of it. Sure. And if that comes up dry, look for despair. So is there a specific question? I mean, because you can scry or ask your estate about something. So I guess I'm asking, which version are you doing here? So I can ask my estate or scry? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think both are kind of 
entranced in that uh, shard or like deeply embedded in the mm-hmm. shard of reality of fury. So I think that may be the most direct way of going. Mm-hmm. And that's the side I've used on the ocean before. So theoretically speaking, sure. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, the 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 difficulty you run into is that yes, there is just an ambient fury in the ocean past the shallows, uh, where you essentially run into as near as you can uh, conceptualize it, the person of Dagum. Um, but once you sort of adjust that to your baseline, you can kind of spot individual furies. There are a couple of mortal furies on the surface, but um, you know, broadening your band to despair, you do find sort of a mix of the two uh, that is below the surface. All the way below the surface. Mm-hmm. You don't know the topography of the ocean floor between Taraxis and Diamacor, but it's not close to the shoreline of either one, and it is very, very deep. Time to ping Ventis and Toheel. I think I've found her. <laughs> but she right. is... Just above the earth in the deep, which may or may not constitute the deep mm-hmm. earth. <laughs> deep ocean and the deep earth must at least, at the very least, be related. Close. Proximal. <laughs> Closer to each other than we are presently to either. So I think we have a bit of an opportunity here, not just, just to get a patient back, but also... To potentially intimidate. flex on some gods. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. And I kind of straighten uh, <laughs> and mildly flex as I'm laughing about it. <laughs> I guess it should be me to reach out to Toeheel, hoping that there's some latent connection with the forge. Okay. Um, so you are, uh, attempting basically to, to pray to Toheel? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I am, uh, you know, a fiend for doing, uh, roles. roles. Yeah. You? A little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a sense plus empathy roll, two plus a master die. Woo! Let me get at my... Special master die. <laughs> oh, I'm off to a solid start. Uh, two fours. Two fours. Um, so, here's a fun thing. How does Lissa pray to the deep earth? Toheel, you may not know me, but the power of the forge calls upon you and your friendship. And I need your aid. You are immediately wreathed in a close darkness. You cease to feel the air move around you. And light is gone. If you concentrate, you can still sense the street you're standing on. But you've basically... (laughs) Uh, to disrupt the atmosphere a little bit, been uh, t- 
taken into a private chat room, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that reflects uh, Toheel here. Oh, good, good. Uh, Thank heavens. <laughs> Toheel has entered the chat. Like, oh. Dang uh-huh. it. <laughs> it just so happens that the deep earth doesn't get a lot of light. Yeah. Uh, and so um, you hear, uh, you know, Toheel's voice, although you cannot see him. Uh, he says, yes, welcome. Once again, Mistress of the Forge, it is good to hear from you so soon. You require my aid? Had to get this gooey out of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention that I love fruit pads? <laughs> it's come up, yeah. Here and there. Just here and there. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, ahead of us lies an opportunity to apply some pressure to a god that's moving against us, while also securing additional allies to our cause from multiple imperators, and to rescue a friend of mine. Worthy causes indeed. Worthy causes indeed. How may I be of assistance, then? I. I am happy if there is a way to impart some power to support you in this cause, but I think I'm going to need you to raise the ocean floor. Hmm. You don't ask for small favors, do you? <laughs> well, I'd return them an equal scale, I'll have you know. Of that I have no doubt. The ocean floor... Presumably not the whole thing. Can I perform a miracle while in this sort of private chat room to ping on where the fury is and despair that I believe is a patient? Not yeah, like just... physically ping it, but like sure. drop a pen iPhone style yeah. if we're FaceTiming. <laughs> uh, it is a little bit more involved than that, but it is still like ghost miracle. It just takes a minute. Um, you know, to sort of communicate everything uh, through miraculous and verbal means uh, to Toheel. But you managed to sort of, you know, give him uh, the the area that you found here. Says, hmm, having it that localized does make it easier, but we will require enough power to overcome the deep's defenses. Everything below a certain depth seems to be his chancel. So it is very difficult to alter. Fortunately, the ocean floor there seems to be very sandy. So in addition to being proximate to my realm, my mistress can help as well. Well, if it's his chancel, I can also... That's not actually being conveyed. <laughs> right. <Nevertheless. laughs> As table As a talk. Uh, if I were to speak any of what I'm hearing out loud, would they be able to hear it? You have no way of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably try it awkwardly. All right. Uh, I'm going to make a chaos roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you standing in the street, uh, Lissa says that she's going to try to communicate with Toheel and then sort of goes very like zoned out which seems about par for the course uh she utters a prayer and then sort of goes you know glassy eyed uh and then after an interval <laughs> uh starts 
shouting some of what you have just heard us <laughs> converse. Uh, not maybe quite at the top of her lungs, but very loudly. <laughs> uh, a battlefield bellow, if you will. <laughs> Sand and rock. <laughs> the ocean floor. <laughs> that uh, sounds like it's going well. <laughs> This is a a B-side from Macedon's Leviathan that's being performed a cappella by by Lissa here in the street. (laughs) (laughs) If it helps, friend, I can... I've learned that I'm rather good at enlisting fury or eliciting fury from even rock and sand. Hmm... Fury does make things more energetic, but also makes them somewhat harder to control. I'll consult with my mistress. When are you looking to move on this? The one I'm trying to rescue is being punished as we speak. Sooner is better, I understand. Well, if it will help enlist people to our cause, so much the better. I will reestablish contact with you once I have had a chance to confer. Any power you can contribute will be not only useful but necessary, so if you can find anyone to nettle in the meantime, so much the better. Uh, uh, nettle? Yes, the nettle right? I am still very young, my friend. (laughs) Oh... In the name of the desert, babies. My apologies. The nettle rite is a simple rite shared by all nobilis, wherein you can siphon power from another divine entity by crushing a nettle at the completion of some defeat at your hands. Simply destroying elements of their estate gives you a modicum of power if you can subvert it in some way, make it poetic, turn their own source of power against them somehow, then you can get more energy, more power. It um, gives you the ability to do more and more powerful miracles, and in extreme cases can even bolster your abilities permanently, though those are very, very difficult to achieve. So... If there is no other ready source of power for you, uh, nettling it from our enemies would be ideal while I consult with my lady. Tohil, you have my gratitude and my debt. Well, I am glad to have both, but also what are friends for? <laughs> the squee has been captured on Mike. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. I've been fighting it the whole time. <laughs> the squee is in the can. Repeat, the squee is in the can. <laughs> I will be in touch, and in the meantime, I will consider who to nettle. Excellent. Take care of yourselves. 
and then the darkness and the closeness dissipates and you find yourself standing back in the street announcing uh, you two to the night air <laughs> at a surprisingly loud volume you sort of <laughs> recoil from it and realize that that must have been the volume you were at your throat <laughs> feels a little bit uh it is also uh just to make sure we're on the uh same page here early afternoon <laughs> well i relay the information that i just learned at a much more appropriate volume to my <laughs> friends <laughs> you have attracted some strange looks but you know People decide ultimately that they don't wish to antagonize the seven foot tall Amazon in the blacksmith outfit. Yelling about <laughs> culture in the streets. <laughs> you know, I, I make a similar policy usually. Yeah. Um, Strong policy. <laughs> Do we have any readily available enemies uh, who we could uh, nettle? Was it? What were the estates of the Sirthans? <laughs> it seems like a it seems like an awfully elegant idea. That that that, that was actually an out of character question. Yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> I I took it as being in character. My my mistake. Um, I believe uh that you've got uh the sun, the moon. Uh, and ignorance are the ones that you know of. Um, they refer to Siritha as the Lord of the Cosmos, but you don't know how that relates to specific estates. So if we blot out the sun and the moon and make them not visible from the earth, like you were suggesting last time, we can get extra power from Mott. I mean... Cause this this does sound like it's within Mavia's purview. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Time for another collect call prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you accept the charges? <laughs> I think this one might actually be free though, because it's like actually within. It's a local call. Yeah, it's a local <laughs> call. It's not a across the domains and imperators. Mm -hmm. I do mention with a meaningful look to Ron that I think that this is one that the big they them stairs may provide support here's hoping <laughs> uh, I hand the reins is there any way that I might be able to assist and or get in on this murdering mm -hmm. light Finally causing, oh my gosh, the credits can roll this episode. It can, if, it, if we pull this off, it's going to be nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Murdering light. There, There's generally that sort of blood dark corona around an eclipse. Ah. Uh. I would be happy to put some power into assisting on those. Excellent. But first, <laughs> let's uh, give the Obsidian God a ring. <laughs> All right. I 
one ring. I do invite Romnet to participate in this with a apologetic yeah. look to Leorian. I hold up my hands as though to say no apology necessary. I'm I'm well aware of the political situation. <laughs> and for right. effect, I may do a ghost miracle of darkness mm. on the off chance. Mm-hmm. And also hand over the reins to Mavia. That's what I was mm-hmm. saying earlier. Um, in hopes of reinforcing the connection. Excellent. So darkness blossoms from you as Mavia takes the reins, and it would be a little too concrete to say that it cocoons Mavia and Romnat, but certainly sort of like billows outward and uh, you know sort of flickers around the two of you. Uh, what is the content of your prayer? Oh, Mott. Dark progenitor. Mm. Seek your aid and assistance. We would strike against those that have lashed out against us. You hear Mott's voice almost immediately. It comes, my children. We have been attacked in our own home, within ourselves. Treacherous servants of Sirtha have struck a blow against us. And we seek to return it in on display for the entire world to see. Marvelous. We will do what we can to support this endeavor but know that our reserves are limited in the aftermath of this assault. We seek we seek to nettle Sirtha. After all, the sun and the moon are theirs, and darkness is yours. So if there is an eclipse, and then perhaps the sun or the moon do not reappear thereafter, Well-conceived, my children. This is an investment of power, to be sure. But if you can achieve this, I will be able to resupply you and then some from the bounty that we will take from Sirtha in retribution for this cowardly and treacherous attack. Where do we get a nettle? (laughs) Are you asking Mott? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I will point vaguely to the roadside. Uh, are they fairly common in this universe? <laughs> sure, you won't find them in the city, but okay. you won't have to go miles and miles to find one. <laughs> Maybe I don't ask that then. I just remember okay. the previous one being a boon. <laughs> well, Let the so... record show that while they've been doing this, I have been foraging for nettles, perhaps without success, <laughs> since I've been keeping it local. Fair enough. Uh the, the the nettle was not the boon, it was hidden within, within. the boon. 
Yeah. It okay. was something that uh, when Mott created that boon was a function of the item. Uh, and presumably it was something that Mott was either able to manifest within the chancel or was brought in by the Timothys. <laughs> uh, also, also, I did it on purpose this time. <laughs> sure no less a victory perhaps more of a victory I, I was about ready to positively reinforce that like oh yeah the timothy's that's right thank you uh so i so okay so once... just to clarify nettles are not the equivalent of this world's nern root and that they're not like <laughs> That's what I was mentally envisioning. Like, I know nettles are common here. <laughs> sure, yeah. You would be hard-pressed to find them, like, in Sirtha or the Carolan Wastes, but, you know, in the appropriate types of places within Taraxis, yes, they are, Excellent. They are available. Okay. So, definitely don't ask that to Mott. Okay. <laughs> I will say um, that instead that any power you're willing to share in this endeavor, as I am still young in darkness, would help our cause. Perhaps specifically the ability to penetrate another Imperator's Octoritas. Alas, my children, I have none to spare, for there is a nobilis of the deep directly outside our gates. And should I let our defenses slip by siphoning power to you, then we will feel their wrath, we are certain. In that case... Yeah, we will do without. Is there any secret that we may ourselves be able to penetrate such an Octoritas? Feel free to make me roll something, because I am trying to get this secret. Clue dispenser, clue dispenser. Yeah. That's basically what I'm after here. Well, so, I mean, the good news is, is that this is information that um, Moth is perfectly willing to give you. The bad news is, is that the answer is probably not something that you will love. Uh, <laughs> the answer is no. The answer that Mott gives you is, as with other Octoritas... The Arcturitas of an Imperator can be opposed by additional power, which, alas, we have none to spare to give to you. If you can pool enough resources to achieve it, though, then we anticipate that we will be able to resupply you and then some from the spoils of the nettle rite. And would we have to penetrate it so much as cordon off the light of the sun and the moon and the stars from our world? If Sirtha does not oppose you, my children, then there will be very little that you must do. But I, for one, would expect there to be opposition. To our knowledge, Sirtha's body 
is not contained in celestial objects, and so perhaps Sirtha would need to go to extra effort to defend them from miraculous meddling. But we are unable to guarantee this. Who who controls stars? We know that Sirtha has the song of the moon. Hmm. Mott replies, We believe they are also part of Sirtha's portfolio, but Sirtha has never confirmed this to us. Thank you. May we have your permission to seek the traitor's assistance? You can almost feel Mott recoil. Mott says, should you interact with the traitor, we expect it to be to bring about his end. It would be an expenditure of his power. I say, very carefully phrasing things. Mont replies, unless you intend to capitalize on that to end his miserable existence, you do not have our permission. Dark Progenitor, have you any information as to the remaining Sirthan within our land, within Fermata? Would that we did something, no doubt, Sirtha themselves is interfering it is disconcerting and most frustrating to have imperfect knowledge of our own chancel. What was the nature of the attack? Someone sent our acolyte into the heart of the chancel with a light. We are uncertain how this happened and are reviewing the acolyte function currently. It was, no doubt, planned long before the event itself. Indeed. We will do our best to serve and disrupt Sirtha. Indeed. Go forth, my children, and make us proud. And then the sort of mental space in which you existed with Mott dissolves and your perceptions return to the street side where Leorian is poking around unsuccessfully for plants that don't <laughs> hey, grow Leorian, in the city. We're, we're forbidden from interacting with your boss on this, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> C- certainly not. I don't imagine anyone uh, will complain in the end if whatever you create, I extend. <laughs> we're looking for 
a creation of nothingness in the place of where the appearance of the sun and the moon would be. Oh. Oh, him directly. That's that's an even better idea. We require power. We think we can meddle Sirtha if we are able to restrain, or <laughs> we think we could meddle Sirtha if we're able to resist whatever pushback they may offer against a darkened sky. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. I should mention uh, nettles. Not sure where they grow. It's not here. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> the meantime, uh, I can get in touch with uh, with the boss, uh, as it were. Uh, yeah. So I think I I make I make a local call. Uh, how how do you uh, draw Dosk's attention to you? I say uh, I have got. Such an opportunity to in nothing something. <laughs> Unlike in the instances that we just saw with Lysamavia and Romnet, um, you are still just looking at the street, hearing everything around you, but you hear, uh, you know, Dosk respond and go, oh, uh, I'm listening. All right. So before I begin, very important. <laughs> If anybody asks, uh, Romnet, Lissa, not involved. They did not speak to you. You don't know anything about this. I, this was all me. Maybe I was cackling evilly about turning everything to nothing and wahaha, all that kind of stuff. So we think what we need to do is attack the cosmos. And we're thinking the best way to do that is to blot out, you know, the sky and, and the, the sun and the moon and you know, all that. I mean, you, I don't have to define the cosmos. You, you know, you're, you're there. You're, you're a god. You got this. So... We need to blot that out and we need to make it so that people can't see it, that the very earth sees none of it. And that sounds to me pretty, I mean, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but pretty nothingy. So could you lend your power to this endeavor? I think I, for my part, could make whatever we do last longer. And the two of them, you know, they, they know exactly what they're doing in regards to the darkness and the murder and all that stuff. But we need you to replace the something with a nothing. There is a noticeable pause on Dosk's end, followed by Okay. Um I think that's doable. I can't guarantee that I won't also get some of the power from that. Uh so if that's gonna make anybody mad, just you know, be ready for it. But um Oh, they're always mad. <laughs> Uh, per- perhaps <laughs> at, you, at you specifically just to be clear yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought as much but um just also be clear about what this would involve how comfortable are you being the narrow end of a funnel uh i i, I need no explanation extremely <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> Today we learn things about Leorian. Yeah. <laughs> For no good He's reason, gonna... maybe it blushes. <laughs> the the fact that you said I need no explanation. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a level of trust that is probably not healthy, but it's also a level of gameness that is probably, you know, probably charming. Not healthy. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say in character, but yeah. In uh, in so... character is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Dusk says 
Yeah, just just wanted to make sure. So, um, I I think probably my role here is mostly going to be providing juice uh, to this thing. So that's going to come through you. Uh, just know that if you've ever wondered what it's like to be, let's say, you know, uh, the part of a log in a river that sticks up above the surface, you you may find out. Um kind of been there uh it's got some high points but you know don't want to oversell it uh maybe not a got vacation it. got it juice funnel log on it <laughs> uh rock paper scissors is really weird in this world <laughs> juice overflows funnel log uh splatters juice um <laughs> I uh, I'm now trying to imagine what the hand gestures are for each of these. <laughs> they mostly obscene. yeah. I was gonna say hundred yeah, percent yeah, yeah. not safe for something. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, uh, how can something this abstract make me blush in real life? That's okay. <laughs> the miracle of tabletop role playing. <laughs> All right, I'll be over here. Uh, as an aside just wait till we get to hardwired island and everybody has like augments and stuff uh yeah anyway yeah uh so dosk says yeah i feel like probably the best thing for me to do is to supply some fuel here because that way i don't have to be super directly involved so if you can pass it along to you know your, your comrades there and they can take care of shaping the miracles it should be relatively obscure to my former boss what's going on and um also just spitballing but if you haven't already you may want to warn the merchants council what you're doing because you know some people kind of freak out when the sun is occluded and there's no prediction of an eclipse just you know may want to Maybe we'll let them know what's going on. Um, I uh, I feel like I've probably made Uncle Melly mad enough lately. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I I I I I don't know that I can uh, help be the funnel and also repair all this family stuff, but I'll do as much of both as I possibly can. You know, I appreciate that, but just to be clear, not on you to repair anything. Just you know. Send a message, maybe, that the sun's going to go out. Sure. Just the top of the log. Got it. Rest of the log, we worry about later. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, Dosk's presence in your mind is gone. <laughs> All right. So he's in. I think I'll be the conduit. Funnel was his word. Very good word. I think the only thing is we probably want to warn the locals, particularly the merchants council. He said that oh. they're about to lose, oh. you know, the. I can heavens. do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's easy for you, isn't it? Give give, give me a moment. Sure. I will uh, knock on Teresa's. The localist, of course. <laughs> May I just say that I adore that you're literally like standing outside of like a Chandler 
like on the road down to the waterside district <laughs> this whole time the three of you have just been basically standing in place on the side of the road ages <laughs> ago Philia and MB walked back to their inn and then probably got there and realized that you hadn't followed them and just shrugged at each other and went about their business. And the rest of this has been taking place literally on the side of the road at around 2 p.m. With us variously going into trances. Yeah. And and at one point, Lissa yelling. And being enshrouded in darkness. Uh, It's not like nobody has noticed, but they've all very wisely decided not to make it their business. (laughs) Everyone has very, very much decided this is not our problem. Mm -hmm. We all look like the kind of people who are definitively someone else's problem. (laughs) (laughs) Principally, probably their own. This is correct. So, Rumnet, you knock on Creus's mind and... Uh, the metaphorical door metaphorically jerks metaphorically open. <laughs> uh, and you are sort of having Creus's senses, boy, that's hard to say, uh, overlaid upon your own momentarily, and you can feel his irritation emanating from him in all directions. Just thought I would let you know that there may be an unscheduled eclipse this afternoon. <laughs> There is a beat, and then Creasus goes, What? <laughs> Celestial politics. The sun may be going out for a while. Oh, well. <clears throat> so kind of you to warn us. And he starts. You're approximately the fourth to know, so. Take that for what it's worth. I'm suppose I'm just glad you thought to let us mere mortals know what was coming. And your grandson suggested it. Well, you get the opportunity to thank him for me. Uh, While he is saying this, he is uh, fetching uh, quill and paper and starting to shakily pen a missive with arthritic hands uh that uh you know he by the time this interchange is finished has uh you know written and rung a bell to summon a a runner to to send it off well i'll try to make sure everyone knows do you have any idea when this might take place uh more than an hour less than two probably more precise than I expected. So, thank you, I suppose, your eminence. We're all doing our best. Yes, well, if there is anything to be said for you lot, I suppose that's it. Is there anything else that you require of me, your highness? Nothing presently. Be well. Mm, You as well. You can't quite tell if that was sarcasm or fatigue on the last bit, uh, but uh, you you relinquish the connection. And, uh, yep. There you are back in the street. Well, he's about as pleased as expected. Thank you. But he won't be caught unawares. That. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> and by the way, I, uh, I emphasize that we didn't talk about uh, what we're currently talking about. Well, we did not seek out your boss. Certainly not. 
That's all. I still think we should have asked for forgiveness rather than permission, but I trust your judgment in the matter. <laughs> I mean, to some degree, we cannot help the company we keep. This is not intended as a slight, my friend. Oh, no, no offense taken. No, no offense taken. <laughs> but I, I can't help me either. I wouldn't want to draw their attention to it either. If they want to know, they want, they will know. It's not as if we've been carrying on surreptitiously. True. <laughs> if anything, this may win you credibility. I'm with, you know, the big they them stairs. I mean, the lower the count gets, assuming we're successful, the less room there's going to be to maneuver in the, uh, well, the dark. Poor choice of words. We still need to find a nettle. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be funny if that was the hardest part of this? Um, Can... Honestly, I should have asked Crisis. That would have gotten a good reaction. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> just pop possibly. back in. <laughs> I will also point out, right, like this is stuff that you guys would know in character. Like, you can buy nettles. Mm. Like, people make tea out of them. They're actually delicious. Yeah. I mean, that that at least is an excuse to go back to the common room with MB and Phoebe. Let's find a let's find a nettle monger and uh, and head back toward the common room. <laughs> nettle monger. <laughs> oh, bless you, Drew. I love putting monger behind things that don't usually have them. It's uh, always good. It's yeah. always the correct it, choice. It, it is. It is very rarely a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Now I'm also just thinking. I don't know how often I've brought up Fallen London on this podcast, but. Uh, <laughs> if I can just throw that as a thing at anybody who hears this. Uh, it is a setting, in addition to having some of the best writing in games or indeed any medium that I've ever encountered, uh, has a character in it called the Cheesemonger, who is essentially the spy of spies. Uh, and uh, A good question. Not a <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> there's, there's just so much there. I will leave it, leave it here for now. But uh, boy, oh boy, if I've never thrown that at anybody uh, who hears this, uh, Google it. At the very least. Oh, if you if you like this, you you might like that a whole lot for sure. Yeah, it it is, it is extremely good. So you proceed up the hill in the direction that Imbi and Philia went, and retrace your steps back to the inn in which you uh, met them last episode. And sure enough, as you come in, uh, they are both at their table that they were at when you first encountered them earlier in the day. Uh, though uh, Imbi is in the process of eating while Philia is uh, staring extremely intently at the process of MB eating. Sorry, I was going to say, otherwise the lunch crowd is just filtering out. Uh, it's not very busy. Continue. I, I change quickly back into Lissa, as I notice that there are other folks inside, almost as I pass through the threshold, like one might take just... off a winter coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the shadows sort of writhe back into you, and uh, you know the driver's seat changes hands. Hi, friends. Uh, they look over, and Philia sort of gives you a slightly blank stare, whereas Imbi gives you a slightly animated wave uh, with a hand that has a fork with some cheese on the end of it, uh, and then she pops it into her mouth. And Philia, watching this, sighs wistfully. I found her. 
there's a pause actually probably about reflective of the one that was just uh in the recording um then mb sort ha sort of um tilts her head and her eyes get a little wide philia looks between the two of you and goes oh no 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 Oh no 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 no! Uh, and sort of crosses her arms and sits back in her chair. We do have a bit more pressing matters, and I point towards the sky. Where can we find uh, a nettle? MB, when you point, looks up at the ceiling of the common room in puzzlement, and then when you say, uh, "Where can we find a nettle?" she sort of seems to have understanding. Dawn, uh, you know, after a moment, and then. Uh, Philia says, well, I know they serve nettle tea here, so they probably don't have any fresh ones, but if you're looking to nettle, wait a second. And she glares suspiciously at the lot of you. Not, not, not you and not yours. Very important. Yes. Thank you, Romnet. Philia sort of snorts and says, well, you say that, but you opened with you having found, and she gestures ambiguously. And we pointed up. Yes, but... <sighs> I tell you what. I am going to go for a very long walk. She hops out of her chair uh, and tosses a couple of coins on the table and says... I'll be back at some point, and hopefully by that time, whatever it is you're planning will be over, and I will be ignorant of it. And she grumbles to herself as she stomps out of the common room and <laughs> back into the street. Sorry to put you out. Well, that wasn't our I'll intent. buy you the sweetest dessert once you can taste it. You think you hear her actually hiss, but she does not turn. She <laughs> slams the door behind her. <laughs> As she heads out, Imbi watches her go and sort of stares at the door for a second and then looks at Lissa and gives you a look that is somewhere between uh, exasperated and reproachful. I think she was sincere, anyway. I don't think it was meant as a slight. MB sort of. It was probably taken as a slight. <laughs> I don't think that Philia has any goodwill or belief in good faith in us. And she shouldn't after previous interactions. <laughs> so, frankly, I'm flattered that she saw With fit you. to walk. <laughs> as opposed to try to stop us. But, and I uh, look at NB and say, I'm. I believe this can work. Uh, Nimby sort of uh, nods a little bit reluctantly and then um, gestures towards the common room's bar uh, as presumably your next step in figuring out um, the whole metal thing. Can I do, <laughs> continuing my long legacy of speaking with plants, 
Mm-hmm. Another greater divination. Looking okay. for a bed of plants somewhere. That is a... Can I roll knowledge plus lore? Did, yes, did do that too, because this is probably shot in the dark. I want to find a bed of plants that is affronted by the presence of a desirable weed. Interesting. Um, let's get uh, Romnet's lore roll. Because mm-hmm. honestly, it just seems like... Three nines should tell me yes, where nettles that would is grow. far better suited for the task. <laughs> sure, in terms of where they grow, you could walk outside the city about an hour and find what you need either there or on the way, but you don't necessarily have, um, you know, a detailed knowledge of where you can buy them in the city. Presumably somebody somewhere has like a street stall. Right, where they sell relatively freshly picked herbs. Um, And that would be the sort of place that the inn would get its nettles that it would dry for using for nettle tea. Yeah. Where's the bartender? That might then lead to an (laughs) inn. Yeah, well, that was MB gesturing at the counter, right? Uh, Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. I thought she was, uh, like, I swear I heard common room instead of counter, so that makes more sense. Sorry, that was probably just me not enunciating very well. Uh, so I will try to get the bartender's attention because that is something that is much more reasonable than trying to talk to plants. It is very easy but way less to get the bartender's attention. The common room is relatively empty after the lunch rush. Uh, the bartender currently is, uh, a somewhere between the scale of adolescent and young adult, very young to be Mm. overseeing a common room, Uh, a woman who, uh, you know, maybe has outgrown the worst of acne, but has maybe not yet grown to the fullness of adulthood, wearing uh, what probably is intended to be a crisp white apron that has a fair number of stains on it uh, and has... uh, fair hair and sort of a ponytail and a very haggard look to her face. Uh, She sort of turns to you in a rush and says, How can I help you, my lady? I give her the cool ant grin. (laughs) 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 And I put an unreasonable amount of coins on the counter. Her eyes follow the coins. And uh, without looking up, she says, uh, what can I get for you? But I'm a big fan of the Neville tea you serve here. However, I've never had the pleasure to see a fresh nettle. I was wondering if you had any in the back or if not, where we could I find them. I am looking at Lissa, given the commonness of nettles, <laughs> like she has grown two heads. I would love it. Alyssa, if you would roll me five dice for charm plus graces. <laughs> oh, the dice have been hating me these past two weeks, but I have ect by with two ones. All right. Well, you know, that is a success. Uh, the The girl tending the bar gives you an extremely odd look and says, why? Well, uh, we get ours from a supplier near the gate district. I can give you her name and 
uh, location, and you can see if she's got any, I suppose. Um, I suppose you must not be from around here, but you sound Taraxan. I'm a city person. I suppose I can say the same about myself. Um, <coughs> she looks down at the coins and goes, Is there anything I can be getting you, ma'am? Uh, um, uh, no, if you can just point us in the direction of uh, this dealer, I think that would be more than enough. I'm feeling generous today. <laughs> she looks at you, looks down at the coins and goes, and that's the truth. Well, um, and she gives you directions to a stall near the, the gate square and sort of doesn't look up from the coins the whole time, ex- seemingly expecting you to take at least some of them back before you leave. And yet. I do not. And maybe uh, in the conversation with the continue to take good care of my friends and I nod towards NB and her uh, companion as well. well. She nods. Celia's gone. Yeah. I, I gesture like... to the door with my head. <laughs> she nods uncomfortably and says, Hey, do you know what's wrong with the lass who left? She doesn't look well. It's just her complexion. She's from, and I vaguely gesture in the direction of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is, is that right? Well, um, I've been wondering when their parents will come to collect them, but they've been no trouble, so yeah, we'll we'll look out for them. I'm their aunt, so uh, they will uh, cause you no trouble. <laughs> oh, you can trust oh, Aunt Lissa. <laughs> I... You can trust Aunt Lissa. She looks down at the coins on the bar and says, I suppose I can. Uh have yourself a nice day, Miss Lissa. She looks uncertain. <laughs> Romnet is working very hard to keep even a modicum of a straight face. <laughs> this is amusing to me to imagine because you're standing in the background with your smoking void skull <laughs> trying to, <laughs> to keep a straight How straight face does that face get? <laughs> I mean, yeah. not very considering, but still. Well, to be fair, right, Smoking Void Skull is a figurative description. You still have, like, skin and flesh and everything on your face, so expressions yeah. do work, <laughs> but... It's just the eyes and there, the hair. There's a... Although I imagine that my eyes are still quite expressive. Yeah, uh, well, I would say so, and, and you know, the main thing is, is that whatever your hair and eyes are doing is distracting from whatever your face is doing. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, listen, when you turn away from the bar, there's like a count of three and then you hear the coins being slid off of it somewhat slowly and tentatively. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have the location of, of an herb seller. More awkwardly acquired than usual, but no less efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely um more awkward. <laughs> so, would I be correct in assuming then that one or all three of you go to the 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 nettle stand? We we go to the nettle. We do. Ah, uh, the nettle monger. I'm going to make that my screen name. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's what this episode should be titled. <laughs> you know, I'm going to make a note of it because I do often have trouble titling the episodes. <laughs> I know. This is why I mentioned. If we have any stray uh, tears on the Patreon that don't have names also, you know. <laughs> Support us at the Nettlemonger level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. That'd be really funny. I uh, I feel like I've done okay with the episode titles of late, but but I'm oh, you have. flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, we can invite people to nettle us. <laughs> as a Patreon tier. Rar indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, whoever among you wishes to visit the Nettlemonger sets off, uh, and it's not that hard to find. You have pretty good directions. Uh, the woman who sells the herbs is an older woman with like sort of graying hair and a bun. She's serious but friendly. And it is chump change for Lissa to buy a, a, a whole little um, sheaf of, of nettles, uh, you know, sort of bound up around the middle. Uh, and give her a little extra. Some... Yeah. Uh, she's... Grateful but gracious, uh, and the nettles are, are sort of the bottom half as bound up with burlap so that you can carry them without, uh, you know, any concern over getting stung. Um, you know, she wishes you good tea making. And now you have uh, a fair number of nettles. So. I believe you have most of the preparation necessary for. Uh, attempting your operation here. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, nettles in hand, what is your next step? I think the time has come, has it not? Mm-hmm. How long has it been since I gave Crisis warning? Oh, let's say travel time, conversation, other prayers. Let's go with like an hour. We're within the window then. We are within the window. (laughs) Uh, 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 A perhaps useful thing to establish, um, where do you want to be as you undertake this? Probably a safe distance from the water. Mm -hmm. And reasonably close to perfect darkness. darkness. There is that same room. <laughs> I would not n- <laughs> know about this. No. The 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 room that Dosk was in. Yeah, no, I, I think everybody present knows what you meant. It's just you're the only person in character yeah. who yeah. has any knowledge of it. Who's been there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, fair. that's if exactly you, what if I was you, Sorry. <laughs> if you said that in character, okay. I looked at you like you had just said, like, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get to go to a celebrity's house, you know? <laughs> uh... Somewhere between that yes, and we're going to get to touch the true cross, you know. Um, we're we're going up to where your imperator uh, oh. became. Oh. I try and fail not to look impressed and then I realize that this is probably a little heavy for you and adjust my reaction accordingly. <laughs> I'll uh, send word ahead, as it were. <sighs> Thank you. That we, we would like access to that room if you would please, Crisis. Your response is a heavy sigh, but a sense of assent. <laughs> and by the time there's something, get... there's something about getting like a divine communication and just sighing heavily that I, I adore. <laughs> yeah. 
I like to imagine that that's the way a lot of Old Testament uh, prophets uh, reacted. <laughs> you know, like Nahum. Motherfucker, you again. <sighs> this I need. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So, uh, by the time you arrive at Lid Manor, the the gates open for you. The 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 folks, uh, you know, manning it have been warned of your arrival, and a runner a page shows you uh, back to the room that uh, Romnet you will be familiar with and perhaps have conflicting feelings about. But um, for our other two, it is an interior room high up in the manor that seems meant for private meetings. I mean, we are having a private meeting with reality. Yeah, and it is conspicuously absent most furniture. That's fine. So I guess uh, it's now or never. You know, the the funny thing about this is that for all the times I've joked about moving heavenly bodies for someone else, this is the first <laughs> time it's actively been true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a GM, as a Hollyhock god, I adore Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> as a human, as a human so trying to live life, I am inspired by Alyssa. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Excellent. Had a very addendum. Weak, weak myself. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, you are in this room. The darkness is nearly complete. How do you do this? What's the order of operations? Who does what? What are the miracles involved? I imagine. <laughs> I saw your <laughs> cursor hover over uh, a lesser creation. Um so I oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just where it's it's sitting from uh, quite a while ago when I first opened this tab. Um, okay. You know, it's up to you to, it's up to you all to decide which miracles you're using for what. I mean. Real talk. I, I think this is a major creation of It is. With some penetration. So I'm going to have to siphon off three points from another category. Yep. Uh, so for our listeners at home, a major creation is seven, is level seven. Uh, which means that for, um, well, Mavia, really, um, the Dark Viscountess, um, this actually means uh, using five Domain Miracle points with no particular penetration on it. Uh, and between the two of them, Lissa and Mavia have two Domain Miracle points. So there's where we get the three from, uh, right of the last trumped, as it were. Sorry to interrupt you, Des. Oh, you're fine. Uh, I think that uh, it's probably also a major creation of murder for me. Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, again... Lots of points there. Sure, for our listeners, with no penetration on it, that costs the remainder of Romnet's Domain Miracle points at three. Uh, and 
then there's the creation of nothing, which will be divinely inspired. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and right. the su the supply of penetration. Right. So, Leorian, your primary role here is to funnel Dosk's power into this situation. Um, so that would be, uh, you know, creation of nothing as well as the supplying of additional miracle points for penetration. So that makes it up to Leorian to decide how much penetration goes on these miracles. Sure. So, so am I already spending money to get to a major creation of nothing, or does that come free because it's not my power? And then so, is it, do my, my point's just the penetration? So I'm going to rule that Dosk is using his own power to create nothing. Okay. You must supply the penetration for that. Got it. So since Dosk is supplying the power of nothing, this is really not a situation that's totally come up before. Do I essentially get two points of penetration for free since my domain is two? No, because you do okay. not have the domain of nothing. That you makes are sense. basically spending miracle points one to one from domain and two to one from anywhere else to add penetration to I any of those three miracles. Gotcha. So if you gotcha. want to put two penetration on everything, that's six miracle points. Yeah. Uh, I will also spend uh four other miracle mm -hmm. points on yeah what okay. how does a what is i remember there being a sort of hold on <laughs> i remember there being a certain like you can only do it in units of so much for right of the we last trump but mostly we kind of been ignoring that, that. Yeah. yeah we okay. technically technically in the rules of nobilis second edition you can spend miracle points in intervals of zero, one, two, four, and eight. We have been ignoring that. We have been being more granular. So, so I'm not going to impose that limitation now. I could spend... I want to hang on to some of my... At least two of my spirits, so that would like make it the same as me spending all my realm miracle points on right of the last trump. Um, so that would give you two penetration. Yes, that that I can yeah. throw in. So each of us are contributing two penetration to our own. Okay, murder. so that gives us two penetration on this. Uh, sorry, the murder, two penetration on the darkness, and so far zero on the nothing. I'll add. Uh... I'll add two to each. Okay, so and in be... fact, in fact, let me bring each of them up to four. So I'll add I'll add two to the other two miracles, mm -hmm. and then four to the nothing. Okay. Um. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that'll use all my domain miracle points, and then I'll do some right at the last Trumpy stuff as well. All right. So everybody is in this room, and one of the fun things about the Nobilis system is that it doesn't really involve a lot of theatrics for most miracles. Um. You know, you just do it. Uh. Mm -hmm. You can just be standing there perfectly inert and still do a miracle um which means that in this dark room in the interior of the tower of lid manor there's suddenly a massive harmonic thrum of power as all of these high level miracles uh we're talking about essentially word of command level miracles they're at like level 11 once we add the penetration um you know to some of these 
are going off in tandem. And so you don't actually see anything from your position in this tower room, but you can feel what is happening here. And what happens first is that the sun is occluded. It's nothing so precise as a solar eclipse with the moon coming in between the earth and the sun. It is instead the sun dimming to a sort of ember red that allows the moon to show up in the sky during afternoon daylight. And then the moon itself dimming from a bright silver to a dull gray and all of the light from both hitting the surface of Neoleth between the two of them becomes sort of a dingy brown. Now in Ferret, there isn't too much panic because Creasus was warned and runners went all over to warn people. They're like, oh, hey, there's an omen. There's going to be some eclipses. Don't worry too much about it. But... <laughs> There's still at least a little bit of alarm because this is very unnatural. Elsewhere, you aren't really sure, but you can imagine that people are a little freaked out. Regardless, these miracles take hold. The penetration is sufficient. Sirtha has been overcome. Am I allowed to layer on a ghost miracle with this? Um, let me know what you want to do and I'll tell you what happens. Because there's a bit of a poeticness here. Surfa has been lowering <laughs> the cosmos to make themselves more visible. And we're usurping that. So my thinking mm -hmm. is to add a ghost miracle of a closed eye. Ooh. Nice. So rule of cool here dictates all. Um... How does this closed <laughs> eye appear? Describe the results of your ghost miracle here. It is somehow blacker than black. It is the utter absence. We have created darkness in spades. We have blotted out the heavens. But this is so dark that it is almost a negative space of an eye closed. Hmm. Further. It is the mechanism, possibly, by which each of the celestial bodies affected the sun, the moon, the stars. The arc of it would certainly be over the sun and moon. You create, effectively, an anti-constellation of mm -hmm. this closed-eye sigil that, to those in Taraxis who see it, is familiar. Many people all throughout the region fall to their knees when they see it and pray to the obsidian god. And now I crush the nettle. Okay. You take, raise the nettle up in your hand, just one, and you crush it. You feel its thorns, you know, sort of pressing into your skin, delivering their mildly toxic payload. Uh, and you hold the pressure on it until you feel that the tissue has been fully destroyed. Opening your hand, the metal dissolves. You have 
a stippling of pinkish dots on the palm of your hand and on the meat of your fingers. And you feel after a beat the power flow through Mott into you. Both of our uh, nobilis of Mott can replenish their miracle points as well as let's see whatever number that you replenished so I'm going to try to explain this as clearly as I can so let's say you have three of five right you'll replenish and then you will add whatever the difference is of seven to your total so in that case you'd go up to ten right if you've got zero of five uh, you would go up to seven does that make sense so whatever your normal maximum okay. is the difference you know between that and like where you were and seven okay so I would go up to seven and at least two of five then yes indeed so for three of five, I would go to ten. You said for three of five, yeah. Oh, uh, well, I do. Hey, on. You would go to um, two to five. And yeah, you would go to ten. Yes, yes. So we're getting seven. Basically, essentially, I, I may have overcomplicated it. I had a th- a concept in my mind uh, that that may have been. You're fine, dude. A little confusing. Um, for Leorian, you don't get anything other than the sensation of immense power flowing through you for now. I'm a copper wire <laughs> or a log or a funnel, depending on yeah. indeed our sometimes nobilis, all at once. Our nobilis of <laughs> it's been Mott, a big day. <laughs> uh, our nobilis of Mott uh, also will hear briefly Mott's voice. Uh, tell them we are rejuvenated. And we shall seek the pest in our midst. You have done well, my children. Happy hunting. (laughs) When all is said and done, by the time you emerge from this room, Leorian, you're a little drained, but also a little bit exultant. You felt all that power flowing through you. Uh, Romnet and uh, Lissa, you are, um, well, I guess, did you did you become Mavia to do the, the Miracle of Darkness? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll, we'll say it's still Mavia. Romnet and Mavia, you are sort of exultant with this, this flush of power uh, that you have gotten from nettling Sirtha. Um, and the the dual eclipse is still ongoing by the time you exit the room, which makes it hard to tell the exact time of day. But if you had to guess, you're somewhere around three three thirty in the afternoon. We should probably inquire of Tokyo how we might deliver the power. I do just that. All right, so uh, give me your your words to pray to Tohil once again. <laughs> uh, still as Mavia? Oh, majestic fruit bat. Yeah, so it'll be a bit different this, t- this time. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the 
O thee of the deep earth, flush with power, I seek thy counsel. You find yourself perceptually back in that cavern that Lissa was in before, and Tohil says, Welcome once again. I take it you have found a source of power to aid in the raising of the ocean floor as you desire? I nettled a god. You don't see anything, but you can feel Tohil's semi-feral grin. Tohil says, And so it begins. Head to the waterfront. We, together, shall remake the ocean floor to rescue your friend, and the deep shall bellow his indignation. But we will hear the fear in it. And I will make a feast of his fury. <laughs> that is the... Waha, waha. The response you get from <laughs> Toheel before the darkness dissipates. Moi, and there's a footnote here. Uh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's a 170 page footnote that just has ha 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 from top to bottom. With, with increasing amounts of like diacritical yes, marks. Exactly, yes, and uh, changes in capitalization and font. Uh, size and and typeface. <laughs> Eventually, it just concludes in like the Danny Phantom like face <laughs> sex. <laughs> As we walk, is it possible mm -hmm. for me to check in with Varric? Yeah, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. You uh, activate Anchor Vision, and poof, you are in Varric's senses. Varric is, um. Doing some kind of uh, fruit pressing uh, in the back room of the uh, in first floor in the Light Lord settlement. I need you to give a message to Ramalus. What? Oh, of course, lost certainly. What? What would you like me to tell the the benefactor? We are about to fulfill the terms of our agreement, and Whoa, the pressure that may result from it is only that, and nothing more. Right, well, I can't pretend to understand it, but I'll pass it along post-haste. Uh, you do be careful, there's some kind of eclipse on. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I made it. There's a brief pause, one of the few times you've heard Varric truly speechless. Uh, and he says, I will, uh... They put Apatia in the bottom of the ocean. I? Well, uh, I'm sure you can get her back then. That is what you're trying to do, I assume? You can leave that bit of information out, but... Let Ramalus know that our agreement is on and my feelings remain as they've ever been. 
Why, it will last. Don't you worry. And he scratches his mossy beard uh, right before <laughs> the, the connection breaks. As you bow, needless to say. <laughs> As we're walking, I examine myself to see if any of that power is still in me or if it's all gone through. And in the same breath, being as tired as I am, I see if Dosk got any of it. Probably As by asking him. you open the connection to Dosk, power does flood into you. Dosk seems to have gotten some and uh, is perhaps unpracticed at giving it. You have 10 miracle points to allocate into your miracle point stash as you see fit. Okay. Nice. I'm going to for sure restore my domain miracle points, which were utterly drained, and the rest I'll figure out as we're talking. Okay. Uh, once you've established the connection, uh, <laughs> basically says, <laughs> seems I like that as just like the fold of the communication. Seems like you, uh, seems like you did pretty well there. Uh, way to go. I, I got a nice little boost from that. Hopefully it didn't siphon off too much from, from my friend's, uh, stock. I believe it was a uh, net gain for all all concerned. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I guess keep me apprised of how things go. Yeah, I mean, of, of course, of course, and and thank you, Leorian. We're in this together. Um, no need for thanks, but you know, all the same, you're welcome. Oh, also, I think your grandfather like, warned the city that we, they were going to lose the sky for a while, so so minimum of panic, at least locally. Well, that's good news. Hopefully, Calvin didn't... Uh, I should probably check. And then the connection breaks. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I feel the difference now that I've been restored? Is that, is that an affective thing? Uh, yeah, th- that's pretty much a player choice kind of thing. Uh, okay. I, I will leave it to you how to express your stock of miraculous power. Yeah, I'm going to say I've run a marathon and then drunk three beers. Like, <laughs> I'm still extremely tired, but it's now an exultant kind of tired. Perfect. I love that. Uh, where are you headed, the the, the three of you? Uh, you? You mentioned that you were on your way, but where are you going? It's, I'm trying to think of a particularly relevant waterfront. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bay, perhaps the newly formed mm-hmm. bay, mm-hmm. makes sense. So you're you're headed to that side of the city's water side, or are you headed out of the city towards the bay? Um, how about like that, or the docks that were previously I, undefended the, would be my pick. The docks where we started the okay. march. Yes. Yeah, mm, love so that. You yeah. head down to the docks in approximately the area where you started uh, the march slash riot slash rebellion slash. <laughs> Brigade explanation. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, you head there, uh, and I planted people... some embers last session. Mm-hmm. The fact that the sea monsters have a quiet fury directed at them. Can I fan that if I fe- feel it? You do feel it around. Most people are indoors. The sky is still darkened. 
the the eclipses have not ended so most people are inside currently just kind of waiting it out uh but you can feel here and there the the embers that you you sort of placed last time yeah i uh allow that theory i nurture it mm-hmm. like a seed under the sun and allow it to blossom yeah, you, you feel the heat rising, although it has not burst into flame yet. It would be beneficial to just kind of have mm. available as needed. Arriving at the waterfront, it's mostly deserted. There are some sailors seeking shelter on their ships rather than on shore, but otherwise there aren't a lot of people around. Most people have battened down their hatches, so to speak, during this double eclipse. And in the red-brown light of this dual eclipse, the ocean looks black. And something weird seems to be going on with the surf. It's kind of going in all directions at once as you look out into the sea. With an aspect of one, I'll advise the local ships, any that I see that are hunkering down to seek better shelter, Rough seas may be ahead. Heeding your advice, a number of them sort of unmoor and allow themselves to drift a little bit out into the harbor where they won't crash into the piers, jetties, docks, wharves, etc. As an aside, uh, there was recently, forcibly, unwillingly, brought to my attention a chart of mixes of different flavors of Mountain Dew and different alcohols uh -huh. with the drink names for the resulting concoctions. No, no. Um, mm. One of which was uh, Code Red and Rum, namely Sailor's War. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Red Rum, Red Rum. <laughs> but what would sailors take to light? It would be like... Nothing involving Mountain Dew. <laughs> Nothing involving yeah, Mountain Dew. Right. Just the rum without the code red, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Uh, <laughs> in any case. Uh, you are at the waterfront. The reddish-brown light of the sky falls on a black, choppy sea as ships unmoor and drift out into the harbor. Any sailors we see or any boats that we, any ships or, or, or any craft that we see that's moving, uh, I attempt a ghost miracle. Uh, when they remember this or as they're experiencing it, it will seem shorter than it was. Hmm. Okay. You can do that. Though obviously the specific results won't be visible for you know, an interval. I'm too slap happy to uh, to think that it could go badly at this point. Sure, sure. Here you are at the waterfront, flush with power. After a brief interval, Toheel's awareness sort of slides in to Mavia's, and you hear his voice, ready on my end. Ready on ours. Very well. I'll open the conduit. Pump what you can into it. 
and I will be receiving power from Milady as well. And we'll see what we can do. Ready? I probably shot ready, <laughs> not having yet uh, mastered sure. communicating. <laughs> well, Mavia shouting ready definitely has some shutters slamming shut throughout the Waterside District. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. You feel a swelling of pressure as Tohil's miracle begins somewhere very distantly out to sea. And then you feel a conduit open up spiritually. How many miracle points are each of you willing to throw into this? So a, a greater dis a greater creation. Hold on. <laughs> um, this is definitely looking at a major change. Major change. Okay, good yeah, to which know. Which is a level nine miracle. So I was planning on throwing at least five of my domain points, but mm -hmm. are we just throwing fuel? In yes, here? you are basically. We, we collectively okay. have to get to a level nine. Oh, yeah. well, and plus nine, penetration. Well, plus penetration. Tokyo is doing presumably some amount of the, right. the level nine. Ventus sure, is, sure. We are doing. Ventus is doing some of it. Tohil is doing some of it. Penetration is doing some of it. But also, there is a major change of. Uh, the deep earth and a major change of the desert going on here. Got okay. it. Got it. Uh, you may also, you know, try opening up a conduit to your boss, yes. to us, Leorian. Yeah, I'll do so. I'll say, hey, so um, uh, uh, this this might be a clerical problem, but I think we could use your help uh, again if you're available. Well, uh, sure. You, you may sure, sure. recall that Dusk is was friends with Apatia. Yeah, I explained that Apatia, uh, while she's in trouble, possibly, definitely, uh, being held somewhere, and we think we can save her, but it's going to take a lot of power. Are you having this conversation out loud? When I speak to Das, do I speak out loud? Um, Not right usually. now, definitely. Since I'm this tired, I'm definitely, I'm probably slurring a little, but I am saying it out loud. <laughs> I wordlessly pass you the drawing. I look at it, and in my mind, I have no doubt that he can see it. I probably describe it even so. <laughs> Does he react? Not verbally, but you can feel a swell of miraculous power coming your way. It's hard to quantify. In terms of power flowing into it, does it matter from which category? No. These are okay. perfectly fungible. Any miracle point is as good as any other. So, seven realm miracle points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seven from Lissa. I am going to throw in 12. 12 nice. from Ramna. I'll throw in. Nine. Five from Realm and four from uh four from elsewhere. Alright. That is a total make of it seven for me. Or eight for me to kind of keep up with everyone. Alright. 
I took one out of domain and cleared out uh, realm. So my domain is at the normal. I had path. three of mine at ten. So like, so from the three <laughs> of you, that's twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> Doing some mental math. Sorry. Um, okay. Are we gilding the weapon of mass destruction here? It's 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 fine. For a moment, there isn't anything specific that happens. Then you feel it. Something from the abyssal depths has responded. And a huge surge of energy from way out into the ocean just bursts forth you feel it wash over you you feel it wash over the city it's not quite like a dragon ball z like gust of power but it feels like that to your spiritual senses and then you sense it you have displaced maybe two miles deep and a football field's worth of surface area of water in raising Apatia's prison to the surface. And all of that has now started to radiate outwards as a wave. Rapidly approaching. So there's going to be a tsunami, yeah. guys. Kind of saw that coming. We could have also request them, like, displace it towards, uh, you know, Nexus land. <laughs> or Surfa. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Diamacor could weather at the best it's because there's a everywhere. mountain range. But yes, it is a circular thing. Which, to be fair, in terms of waves, means that by the time it reaches the shore, it will be less than it started as. Radial waves are not as powerful. But you have maybe 15 minutes to figure out your response to this tsunami bearing down on Taraxis. How big is the wave? Can I do a divination for free to kind of sense it? It, What is wave if not fury? At its source, quite large. If Theret was located directly next to the part of the ocean that you raised, it would probably top the hill. But since it is decreasing in overall energy as it radiates outward... Uh, you anticipate that the lower third of the city might be inundated by the time it gets here. Is there any miraculous energy aside from what we have created surrounding this wave? It seems to be simple natural displacement. Yes. Okay, excellent. Uh, Can I have crushed a nettle? Mm -hmm. You certainly can have. This is less effective of than less poetic. It, it's your eclipses. Less symbolic. However, it's still a hell of a... I is. wasn't going to be the one to double dip this time, so thank you. <laughs> Quite an attack. And so you are able to siphon from Dagum 
let's say five total miracle points to be distributed however you wish onto your character sheet. Okay. Mm. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that only applies to Romnet. Oh, darn. Uh, I would like to drop those immediately back into a lesser destruction of murder. Okay. Against the effect of the wave mm-hmm. coming to Mott's shores. Sensing this, mm-hmm. uh, I am going to do a major destruction. Mm-hmm. Actually, a major change. Oh, okay. It'll be more expensive for me. Mm. But I'm going to redirect the fury of the wave to Diamacor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm, no, no, I, I no, 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 like no, 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 <laughs> Still a war crime. <laughs> I know they're more protected. It's going to be a destruction. That'll be more Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to destroy. I will redirect instead towards Sirfa. Okay. Hmm. So Can we communicate about this? I see no reason why not. Like I said, you have 15 minutes to decide your course of action. Okay. Because uh, not kn- knowing that Sirthe would not upset Apatia as much as uh, <laughs> pushing a wave to ravage her homeland, um, I'm back up to a major change of fury. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, you know, drop in a pond and it mm-hmm. like radiates outward some and then it just bounces off and goes all in one direction. <laughs> so so for for Lissa slash Mavia, the, the main thing here is is that most of Diamacor is gonna be pretty well protected from a tsunami by the mountain range near the coast. Well, I'm directing it towards Sirtha. Right. The main thing that would be harmed there is Ivapa, that coastal city. Uh, coastal town that you first mm. encountered. So if you redirected towards Sirtha, you could spare Ivapa some, uh, you know, as well as the coastline of Taraxis some. Um, so if both of so you are doing this, if I were to destroy it, would I have a better insight into the like the outcome? Like, would I be able to stop the wave? So a destruction could manifest in two ways. It could be either lessening the intensity of the wave entirely or to a greater degree diminishing it in a particular vector would that vector that goes for both of you so Asirtha would be our best bet then I would just change the sure. rather So a major yeah. change is more expensive but it can more effectively concentrate things towards Sirtha Yep. Okay. Uh, and how many miracle points would this run? Uh, without any penetration, that's a level nine miracle. So let's see. For Ramana, so that'd be five, five miracle points. And for uh, Fury, for Lissa Mavia, that would be four. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, look, I got five free miracles. Yeah, what, what do you know? Uh, I will also drop. Three points of penetration. All right. 
I am uh as I am good for now. My uh <laughs> okay. track right. yo-yos around. Sure. Right. So, Leorian, any particular action here in the 15 minutes that you have? <laughs> well, I see I I assume we're communicating about what we're doing. The I first thing so. is that it, it hadn't even occurred to me that the cosmos could hear the drum, but I wonder if perhaps the sea can. Um experimentally as I see that they want to change the direction I prepare to make it do so faster all right so your ability to affect the time of the sea is fairly local the sea as a whole can hear the drum but the further away the parts you're trying to affect are the less they are affected um so you are attempting in the arc around Theret to speed up or slow down what? I think I would... I mean, <laughs> what is what is a tsunami? What is a wave, if not fury? It's also tempo. So I attempt to protect Theret from whatever residual wave is coming its way by dissipating uh, more thoroughly, slowing down the movement of the big swells so that mm -hmm. less of them actually reach the shore. All right. Having discussed these things, having enacted these miracles, and kudos for making them such high-level ones, I applaud your decisiveness and tenacity. <laughs> oh no, we're screwed. <laughs> Not at all. You are able... We're making mm -hmm. changes. You are there are going to be some changes around here. You are able to watch the walls of water miss ferret yes there is a swell and yes the boats of the harbor do come to rest a little bit in the thoroughfare of the dockside but nothing catastrophic some sailors get jarred some jetties get damaged there's gonna have to be manpower used to move the boats the ships back into the water but it's fine nothing's destroyed but as you Here. look to your right, you can see a massive tidal wave sweep up through the bay, up over the coastline, and into Sirtha, miles inland. Now this is everywhere you can see scrubland and desert. But you're talking about hundreds of feet of surge washing from the salty sea into the Sirthan desert. You have no way of knowing what has happened in Diem the Core. But you anticipate that nothing too catastrophic, given what you saw in the Sirtha. When the water recedes, you cannot see the land around Apatia that you raised from the ocean. But what you can see is an earthen causeway connecting from the shoreline directly in front of you, presumably to the dry land on which Apatia rests miles and miles out to sea. And that's where we'll end our session. I cannot 
express to you how gratifying that nice was just now. (laughs) (laughs) The listener did not get to see either face involved in that exchange, but they were both very good faces. The rest of my whiskey. Also, I think I spent over 20 miracle points. But this this was a record amount of miracle points. Oh, yeah. They're not to spoil anything. But I feel like miracle points for the remainder of the campaign are going to be easy come, easy go. <laughs> I was gonna say, we got these, we got these leech builds going where we get back nearly as many as we spend, if not more. So you know, yeah. spend, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> the line from the what nineteen ninety ish Ninja Turtles movie that has stuck with me the most is uh, cartons of cigarettes being offered. Regular or menthol? (laughs) So, that concludes this session of Dice Punks. Thank you for joining us. I hope our players and our listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And believe me, I enjoyed it a lot, and not just because of the rye whiskey. I hope that you'll all join us again next time. If you're hearing us now, then you probably know where to listen to this. But we can be found almost any place that one can listen to podcasts, as well as on the wider web at DicePunks.com. You can also find us on Twitter as at DicePunks. With that, I think we're ready to say farewell. Say goodbye to the kind folks at home, players. Thanks for listening. Collaborate enthusiastically and always be careful about which boss you tell what. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you listeners. And believe it or not, I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to drown very specific parts of it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, folks. And do try not to accumulate a sufficient body count to require statistics. (laughs) (laughs) And as the poet once said, Look and see the sky turn red. Like blood it covers over me, and soon the sea shall give up her dead, will raise an empire from the bottom of the sea. Thank you for tuning in, dear listeners, and stick around through the admin stuff for a murderer from Romnet. The songs in this episode, theme of the Dice Punks and its acoustic version, were written and recorded by the Viscount of Tempo and his element Drew. Cover art is by Joanne, who has appeared on the podcast now and again. Check out her work around the internet where she goes by anything sews. Site design and graphics for DicePunks.com are by Robin, the player behind Lissa and Mavia, the Nobilis of Fury, Darkness, and Sacrifice. Rain and the one roll engine it runs on were created by Greg Stoltze, whose work can be found in a lot of places, but I'll point you toward GregStoltze.com. Nobilis was created by Jenna Katerin Moran and can be found alongside much of her other really intriguing work, both in and outside of tabletop role-playing at afarandsunlessland.wordpress.com. Links to both systems and authors can be found on the Punk Grimoire section of our website, dicepunks.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, that's reward enough on its own, but if you're so inclined, you can help us out by rating and reviewing us wherever you listen to us, telling your friends who you think would like us to give us a listen, and even by heading over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dicepunks. We have fun rewards available to backers, including a patron-only Discord and access to the Dice Peaks after show for episodes one and following. Regardless, we hope you'll tune in again, and until then, remember, subtlety is for cowards.
There once was a man, well, there once was a monster with the face of a man and all the charms and skills and dexterity of one. He had refined several criminal talents to the level of art, notably fraud and theft alongside murder, and the world had gathered to watch marvels of a modern age. There were so many there that some fell through the cracks, some had help. It is not known how many he killed. I could ask, but it was long ago, so it matters rather little. He was discovered, but not before he could get away. In the end, he strengthened my estate, with relatively minimal macro effect. Calluses, that is, to observe. 